Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to Authors Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today, I have with me on the line LaShondria Bradford. Hello and welcome. Hello, Allison. Thank you for having me on your show. You are so welcome. Please introduce yourself to our listening audience. Well, my name is LaShondria Bradford, and um, I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist as well as a research dietitian. Um, I'm also the founder of Mississippi Thriving, um, which is a social media platform that connects Mississippians um, to resources and information from some of our um, state agencies, um, colleges and universities, and some of our nonprofit organizations. Wow. Um, you are in an anthology. So what is the name of the anthology, and what is it about? Yes, I'm in an um, anthology um, that's called Finally Free, and um, Don Leak is the um, lead on Finally Free. And it's just um, stories about some of the authors who have gone through um, different tragedies and um, different adversities in life, and we've all made it out free. We're finally free. And listen, I'm sitting here telling you, and you are in an anthology. Look, we're both in the same <laughs> in anthology. The same. Yes, <laughs> and we're both um, uh, what is it? Um, authors now, um, best-selling best authors. Bestsellers, yes. Best-selling authors, yes. So tell us um, what your title, the name of your title, and what your story is about. So um, the title of my chapter is "I Listen and Let Go," and um, it's about my um, my marriage and my divorce. So um, in my chapter, I kind of walk you through the day I um, get married and then the end, I go to the end to when I actually get my divorce or when I actually leave, um, finally let go and decide to get my divorce. So that's what my chapter is about. It's just it's just a little bit about both, the things I was um, – going through that day that I got married, um, some of the thoughts I was having, some of the things, um, some of the thoughts I was having about getting married, um, some people would say um, apprehensions, um, cold feet, but I would say I was listening to that still small voice. Well, I heard the still small voice, but I wasn't actually listening to it. And it took me 11 years before I actually listened and Ended in the divorce. I listen and I let go. Now you you talk about um, that small still voice, and and you know both of us, both of us meaning you know God, the Holy Spirit. But I, you said something that um, stood out to me because I was telling my sister that um, women we have that discernment of spirit, or we know um, when those red flags are there. But sometimes we kind of go past it, um, I would say for love, you know, and um, I like that you did from marriage to divorce 
because sometimes people need to look at the beginning of how everything played out and mm-hmm. then to see how it actually played out. Do you agree um, with that? I agree with that. I agree with that. There were um, several red flags um, before I actually got married. Now, he wasn't a bad person, so I can't say that it was like um, most people said, well, you know, I married this guy and he was terrible and all of this. But mine was more of um, I had a timeline. I'm a person who plans everything. I got to have everything planned out. So according to my plan, I had to be married before I was 30 or by the time I was 30. And I was 29, so I was knocking on 30. And um, my whole thing was I got to get married. So who's who's around to marry? And um, I was in a relationship that um, that wasn't a good relationship. I needed to get out of this relationship. And so here comes this guy and you know people tell you all the time you find a good man a man with a job a man that's working and he's nice to you that's who you marry and so I said well he's a man with a job and he's a nice guy and I know his family so you know why not marry him and um that's what I decided to do but that entire day, that first day, um, was the day that we were getting married. Now, we had only been talking for about two months, maybe, two or three months. And um, it, was, it was all wrong because I didn't want him to tell his family that we were getting married. I didn't tell my family we were getting married. Um, we went to the Justice of the Peace. And um, that whole day, um, things kept popping up, happening, that was delaying us for, from even going to the Justice of the Peace. And I kept hearing that small, you know, you can still back out. You don't have to do it. And I was like, no, I'm doing this now. I'm, I'm getting married. So that's how it was. But, you know, because I haven't read your story yet. Well, I haven't read a few of them yet. But mm-hmm. I, you said something else that stood out to me is because, you know, um, I kind of grew up where, you know, at a certain time you had to be married. At a certain time you had to have kids. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, you know, just listening to you, and I'm not saying that there was pressure on you, but you know how I kind of had things set out like um, I'm supposed to get married before I have children, and I'm supposed to have this house with the white picket fence and, you know, Mm -hmm. this beautiful, happy marriage. And Mm -hmm. everything happened the opposite way. (laughs) Nothing Mm -hmm. happened that I planned it or the way, you know, my parents and all were like, well, you're supposed to do it this way, and you're supposed to have kids at this age. Mm-hmm. So do you think that, um, you know, I guess society and family played a part on um, your decision or your, yes, yes, your decision? Not really my decision because I was already a single mom. I was, I had, at the time I had a six-year-old, a seven-year-old. She was seven. And so um, I was, I had already, I was a single parent, um, and I was just at, I was adamant about getting married by the time I was 30. I just said, this is, this is the date, this is the time, you know, I, I just had it planned out. And I said, I, just like with having my daughter, I said, um, all while I was younger, I said, when I'm 21, I'm having my first child when I'm 21, and Lo and behold, I had my first child when I was 21. I wasn't even ready. 
that's when I wasn't even ready, but I had the child at 21. I said, I'm getting married by the time I'm 30, and I have to have my second child. If I'm going to have a second child, it has to be when I'm 30, and that's exactly what happened. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow, so you just got to put things out there in in existence. (laughs) Look, I thought I was real organized and had, you know, the plan set out, but um, I think you have me beat. (laughs) So listen, um, share with us uh, the name of your title again, and then tell us who is your target audience. Okay, so my title, um, again, is I Listen and Let Go. And I really don't have a specific audience. Um, my chapter is just written for people who um, find themselves stuck because of a decision they made, um, a, st- a decision they made that they knew was wrong at the time, but they still made that decision. And um, for me, it was the guilt the guilt of making that decision after I heard the voice, after so many things happened that day that um, made me know that this was not right, that I could still wait, that there was something else or someone else for me. But because I wanted to do what I wanted to do, I went on and got married. And so um, if anyone gets the book, is the there's um, a specific thing that I write in the book about my daughter and that day that I got married that um, really let me see that, you know, you're really making the wrong decision, but I did it anyway. And so for 11 years almost, I lived with the guilt of knowing that I shouldn't have gotten married, and I did it anyways because um, – it wasn't only for me because God kept saying, you can still get out of it. You know, I've forgiven you. You haven't forgiven yourself, but I've already forgiven you because you didn't listen. But you can still make this right because not only was I making it um, a bad life for myself, but for my ex-husband because he could have gone on and done something else with his life. But I chose. Yes. Yes. Um, that that's really inspiring right there. I was also listening when you said forgive yourself. And um, do you think that that's really hard for someone to do is to forgive themselves? So tell us the title of your chapter and who is your target audience. So the title of my chapter is I Listen and Let Go. And um, I really don't have a specific um, target audience. Um, my audience is Anyone who feels like um, they're stuck because of a decision they made, um, like they knew the right decision to make, but they ended up making the wrong decision, and they feel like they can't forgive themselves. Um, So they stay in a relationship or they stay in um, a job or anything like that because they knew they were supposed to get out of it or they knew they weren't supposed to take it in the beginning, but they did anyway. And um, they feel stuck. And so that's kind of how I was at the beginning. I felt like um, I had made this decision knowing that I heard God, kept hearing God saying, don't do it, wait. And um, I felt like I had to stay in that marriage. But God kept letting me know, you know, I've forgiven you. You just need to forgive yourself. So for 11 years, 
I hadn't um, forgiven myself. I, li- I lived with guilt, like a daily guilt. It was all the time. It was constant that um, I knew I wasn't supposed to be in this relationship. And so it wasn't only hurting me. It was hurting my ex-husband, too, because he could have gone off and done something else or been with someone who actually loved him. But I decided that I wanted to get married at this time and do this. And so then I lived with the guilt for not listening to God. And um, at the end, he let me know that, you know what, you can actually let go. You can get out of this. You can make things right. And so it took me 11 years to listen. Wow. That is such a blessing. Thank you so much um, for sharing that. I wanted to ask you, so do you think um, it's really hard for a person to forgive themselves? I, I, I do. I do. I think we um, are harder on ourselves than anyone else, and especially God, because, you know, his grace and his mercy, he shows us every day, every day that he will forgive us. You know, like he has forgiven us, but... Um, we keep bringing it up. It's us who keep thinking about it and keep remembering what we did wrong and if I would have just done this right or if I would have just listened, and then there goes the guilt again. You know, you're feeling guilty because you didn't listen. And so it does take us a little longer to forgive ourselves. Wow. So what inspired you to want to write your chapter? So um, I had no plans of becoming an author. I had no plans of writing a book, um, even though I have a blog um, and I write um, twice a week on my blog, sometimes a little bit more. And um, I just felt like I was already putting my information out there or my story was already out there. And when Don asked um, if I wanted to become an author, I just said yes because it was something new. I I love adventures. I love um, doing things I've never done before. So before I could say no, which is probably what I was going to do is say no because that would just take time, you know, time and thought to do a chapter, I said yes. And um, so that's that's why I did it. Um, I already had stories out there, but um, I never really thought about being an author in a book. You know, I can blog about it, but not actually being an author. Wow. So how long do you think it actually took you to um, write your chapter? Um, It only took a few hours to um, write the chapter uh, because I already knew what I was going to write about. Um, The hardest part was trying to get it down to a 1,000 words because it was 1,600 words or more that I was writing because I wanted to put more into it because, you know, a thousand words, you can't explain everything. And that's what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to explain every little detail, everything that was going on, Um, some of the things that, um, like, throughout the 11 years that let me know that, you know, I kept hearing, you you can get out of this. You don't have to stay in this. I've forgiven you. But those were some of the um, things I didn't have a chance to write because of the um, limitation. Oh, wow, wow. I was just thinking, um, well, you know, you still have a whole other story that you have to tell and a whole other book in you <laughs> that, <laughs> that needs to be released. I do. Uh, yes. 
So ultimately, what do you want readers to gain from reading your book? If you could name three things, what would you what is it that you want them to get out of reading your story? Out of my story, I would say the first thing is listen to that still small voice. Not just listen, but obey it. You know, you can hear it all day, but um, obeying it because things will be so much better. I think when we don't obey that still small voice, you know, we blow it off because it's not something that's coming at us like danger, danger, danger. It's just saying, you know what, Um, you really shouldn't do this. And we blow it off. We say, oh, that's just cold feet. Oh, I'm just scared or something like that. And um, so that's one of the things. Just listen to that still, small voice. The other one would be, um, I would say, you know, don't punish yourself. Like I was saying, not forgiving yourself. You know, just don't, don't punish yourself if God has forgiven you. And he's shown you over and over that he will forgive you then you have no need to keep punishing yourself. I think sometimes we, um, I, I say pity parties, you know, I, I, I can throw a pity party when I want to throw a pity party, but sometimes it feels good to feel like, um, and I don't know why, um, sorrowful for yourself. Like you're like, oh, you know, if I would have just done this or that, throwing that pity party sometimes feels good, but um, you got to get out of that and forgive yourself because God is already forgiving you. And the last one I would say is just let go. If he tells you to let go of something, no matter what it is, let it go. Because um, when I did decide to get the divorce, you know, I'm in a two-income household, and, you know, we have a house, we have things like that, and now I'm getting ready to let him go, and I don't have, you know, my income is going to be gone, that extra income. You know, I have two kids to take care of. Um, by this time, so how am I going to make it on my own if I let go now? And so my thought was, well, I'll just wait until my son is 18. He's in college or something. Then I'll let go. But when God says let go, he does have a plan for you. You know, just trust him and let go. And um, it was hard at first. I mean, I lost my house. My house was foreclosed on. My car was gone. He took the car. Like, all kinds of things happen, but do you know I never wanted for anything? Like, everything was always lined up for me. And um, some people told me, though, you know, oh, karma is going to come back and get you because he was a good person. Why Why you let him go? And um, things like that. But I said, because God told me to. And, and I think that was the hardest thing, too, trying to convince people that I'm actually doing what God told me to do. But after a couple of years, they saw, well, wow, she's really thriving. Like, nothing happened to her. Then they were like, well, maybe he did tell her to let him go. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, so just trust him. He has a plan. You know, yes. trust God. Yes. And, you know, sometimes um, we go out – outside of God's plan, then we, we're kind of, um, you know, saying, okay, God, I'm going to trust you to pull all of this back together. And it's just us listening to God's small, still voice and obeying what he says, and he's going to take care of us. We don't know how it's going to right. be done, but, you know, as years go on, you look back, or even me, I look back, and I'm like, so how did I make it as a single mm-hmm. mom? 
on the, mm-hmm. on the um, income that I had, how did I do it? Yes. I would say nobody but God. I mean, I I have I take no credit for it because I know I I could not have um, made it without Him. Yes, yes, yes. I'm telling you. So, do you believe that it is your faith that has inspired you to write and even to um, help others? I do, I do, because um, so I've been writing since. I say I've been journaling since I was a, a teenager, but when I think back, I was writing when I was a little kid. I was drawing pictures, but I was drawing stories. I was I was always doing something. I was always talking to God. You know, um, people say you have an imagination or, you know, you're always daydreaming or something, but I noticed that I was always talking to God. I, I've always been in church and everything, so I was always talking to God, and so um, – that's what my writings look like. That's what my journal entries look like. It's like a conversation with God. So I believe my faith has led me to writing and um, and to helping others. Wow, that is such a blessing, such a blessing. Now, if you could name three things that um, you are most thankful for, what would that be? Um, I would say life. Because life is interesting. Um, I like stories. I like movies. I like um, just dreaming, you know, just different things. And like seeing, I always say I love watching God work because I can see where he starts and where he finishes or where he's going or whatever. And so that's what I love about life because to me it's like he's given me a front row seat to see things happen, Um, even in my life. You know, five years ago, I I know where I was, and maybe that's part of my journaling too because I can go back and I can read where I was, what I was going through, the struggle I was going through, and see where I'm at now. And um, so for me, life is interesting. So I, I love life. I love life, the good and the bad, because I know that I don't always stay in the bad, that it always gets better. Um, being a mom, I never, I'm the oldest of six, and I've been taking care of kids, I'll say, probably since I was two or three years old, because my sister, she's just a year younger than um, I am, but really since I was six, because that's when my baby brother was born. But on up until I got out of high school, I was always taking care of a child or taking care of my siblings. So I said, well, when I get older, even though I said at 21 I'm going to have my first child, I really wasn't (laughs) convinced that I wanted kids. And so um, I had her, and then it was eight years later I had my son. And every day I look at them and, you know, we, we text all the time and everything, and I'm just amazed, like, Lord, I'm a mom. Like, you blessed me to be a mother. And um, so those those are two things. And I would say the last is um, I'm grateful for my parents. Um, they're still here. They've had a lot of health issues over the last, um, I'll say, two or three years. And um, they're still here with me. My daddy's had two strokes. Um, my mom, she's been a paraplegic for over 20 years now, and she's had a lot of um, medical issues and Two years, for two years straight, she was in and out of the hospital for um, extended stays, like extended period of time, 
And um, during COVID, she hasn't been in the hospital at all. Like, she was okay this whole, all of 2020. And so I'm just grateful that they're still with me. And um, my stepmom, my stepmom has been in my life um, since I was probably six weeks old. I mean, a long time. So and so I say I always say I have two moms, but all of them have had health issues um, over the past few years, but they're still here with me. So I'm blessed. Yes. Wow. That that is so awesome because you know I have my parents here too, so I truly um, understand what you're saying about being you know grateful and blessed. You yeah. know God has been good. I wanted to ask you this question. Did you find any relief in sharing your story, you know, like it was a release for you? It was. I um so I really hadn't shared my story, I mean, with a few friends or whatever, but not publicly. And being able to share it publicly really did have I I actually felt free. Um it took me 4 years to get a divorce. It was over four years. So I was separated all that time, and I didn't really speak about it. I didn't tell anybody um, about about my divorce, or I, I, I just didn't speak about it. Um, and then when I did get my divorce, when it was final, I was too afraid to um, even celebrate. And, and I don't know why. And I said, um, because people are going to judge me. Why is she so happy because she got a divorce, you know? But I had been waiting over four years to get that divorce. And so um, my divorce was final the week before my 46th birthday. And I decided on my 46th birthday that I was going to um, celebrate. And so the theme was 46 and free because I was finally free. Had no idea. And I used the butterfly and everything had no idea that two years later, almost two years later, well, it was a little over a year later, that Don would contact me about a finally free book. So I really felt like I'm finally free. I can finally share my story because I am free. Wow. Wow, that's so awesome. I, oh, man, that's so awesome. I was just thinking because you're right. You know, after, what, four years, and then all yes. of a sudden here this book title come. I'm finally free. Yes. <laughs> People just don't understand sometimes the things that you go through. And when God lifts that um, weight off of you, you know, you really can. There is a difference, you know, when yes. things lifted off of you. It's a, it's a big difference, especially when God does it. Mm-hmm. It's when God does it. Now, if um, is there anyone in your life that was significant in you um, becoming an author? Um, Not really. Um, I would just say my kids are always encouraging me to write and telling me that I need to, um, you know, do a book or whatever because they see me writing all the time. Oh, you need to put this in a book. You need to do this. You need to do that. And then I have friends who tell me the same thing, but, not not really. I I can't believe I still can't believe I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but look at this, it's your legacy. So you have a legacy now. Yes. You know, with writing your story and having it in a book and 
you know, pretty soon you're going to tell your story. I'm, I'm trying to speak it into existence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really believe there's more um, in you. Now, um, do you have any, I know we're in COVID, but do you have any upcoming speaking engagements or, you know, engagements um, that you would like to share? So, um the Finally Free authors are getting together. Um, they did um, a book signing what, last weekend, I believe, and we're doing another book signing on the 27th um, of March um, down in Biloxi, Mississippi. So, um, and it's going to be at 2 o'clock. So that's where we're going to be. I'm not sure, um, really sure of the location, but we're going to be in Biloxi doing another book signing. I'm going to tell you, I cannot wait to meet everyone that's on Finally yeah. Free. I'm telling you, this COVID, <laughs> you know, it's something, but it's also um, a learning experience for all of us. But we have, through Dawn um, Leak, we have created a um, family. We have. So it's like, you know, you want to meet your family. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I can't wait, you know, so um, either I'll come down there or you all will come up here or however, it will all work itself out it and um, we will all meet because I, I can't wait to meet um, my best-selling co-authors. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I know that the um, customers can buy the books on Amazon but I always encourage the authors to give out their information, their social media, their website, or wherever they would like someone to um, purchase a book from them. So share with us your um, social media or wherever, your website, or whatever you would like to share to get in contact with you. Okay. So you can purchase a book or find out a little bit more about me on um, my website, and it's the Research Diva, all one word, dash rd dot com. So the Research Diva dash rd dot com, and um, on Twitter, um, um, my handle is the Research Diva, and on Facebook and um, Instagram, I'm Lashandria Bradford. That is so awesome. So before we get ready to close. Do you have words of wisdom that you would like to leave with the listening audience? What I've been saying all the time, y'all, trust God. Trust God. I'm telling you, he will not leave you wrong. If he tells you to give up something, let something go, I know you want to hold on to it. I know you're unsure, but just let it go. He's got you. Trust Listen, thank you so much. On behalf of Gospel Time Machine, ADD Publishing, we here at Authors Chat with Allison would like to thank you for taking time out to spend your day with us, wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace, Allison. <laughs>